Welcome to Fargo Talks Fargo, an unofficial podcast on the FX television series. Fargo Talks Fargo is hosted by me, Bill, and my buddy, Sharpie. Beep, bop, boop, beep, bop, boop, cheese. Those get better every week. This season of Fargo Talks Fargo is sponsored by Fargo Brewing and their Wood Chipper IPA. It's tasty, delicious, and doesn't taste like ground up people. Also, this year is sponsored by Audible.com. Visit audibletrial.com slash Fargo Talks Fargo and tune in later for a book recommendation and more details about how you can get a free trial to Audible. Because listening to books is awesome. Listening to books is the shit. Yeah. I'm not sure about your beep, pop, boop. You turn into a robot every week. Well, I didn't have anything prepared for that one second sound effect, and I just, uh, that was off the top of my head. That's all right. So I'm I'm going to just make the admission now, well, because I'm not going to edit it out, <laughs> that um, I've got I've got a glass of brown water because I unfortunately <laughs> uh, ran out of beer. You're in the Fargo Brown Water Navy right now. Yes, exactly. So I don't know. We 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 we've had some brief discussion about this episode, what we want to talk about, what we think we're going to do, and we're we're not sure it can be broken up into the some of the ways we've talked about everything. Yes, I agree. Uh, I feel, and we said this in the hot dish too. Every episode, I feel like we say this is this is my favorite episode. Of the season, mm-hmm. but this was definitely <laughs> my favorite episode of the season. Do I do do I dare say that? Uh, I don't I know. know. It, it was the story wise, it was awesome, and that's always the case. But I think, uh, Bill, you and I agree that from a production level, um, direction, photography, those types of things, this seems to have been sort of one of the sort of the pinnacle of the season so far. I think so. There was a lot going on. I just loved the way everything was framed very well and just the amount of texture you, we got out of things. Just, I mean, I could sit there and take screenshots of lots of scenes and say, oh, that was my favorite. I really like that one. But I don't know if I would call this my favorite episode. You don't think I agree. So? Mm, I don't know if it was my favorite. It's Did way, you see it's Stephen King's tweet about this episode? Mm-hmm. Where Stephen... Stephen King stated that this was the best episode on television in the last three years. I don't doubt that it's fantastic. I'm just not sure. I have to like, I'm getting to the point where I feel as clouded as you're talking about, and I need to step back and think about it next, like uh, on another viewing. But because I feel like we've got so much building momentum, and we feel more like I had mentioned last season as the tumblers are all clicking into place, and mm-hmm. and the amount of momentum we're building is pretty big. I mean, some people may, I don't mean that this show was fast. I just mean there's a lot of stuff starting to click and characters are disappearing. So there's not as much, there's only so many showdowns left, you know, so you don't wonder what, I mean, go through the, go through the main characters dead, you know, Rye gone, dead. Simone dead, dead, um, Dodd dead, dead, um, the old man, Otto dead, dead. Yeah. <laughs> The 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 Gerhards aren't doing so good. So the main title of this episode is Lop Lop. Yeah, and I think we were L O P L O P. I think we were pretty spot on with our 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 assessment of it was, you know, that it's definitely I mean, we open we open on Peggy having 
the most semi-lucid breakdown I've ever seen on TV. Mm -hmm. And I think that is, I think this was her best episode. I think this was the Blumquist's best episode, and they've had a lot of great episodes. Yeah, I think so. This episode really brought uh, to fruition, I think, the Coen brothers, um, their whole sort of flavor, their whole universe, their whole genre. It it brought it brought out that terrifying yet hilarious sort of Coen brothers type feeling throughout the entire episode. I mean, when you're watching the Blumquist, you're both afraid because you don't know what the <laughs> yeah. outcome is, but you're also laughing at the same time. And who can pull that off? Like, how many other um, storytellers pull that off that you know of? Yeah, it's like a flipping There's a couple, of but, yeah, I mean, you can count them on a handful. Um, and I would say the Coen brothers are one. I would say P.T. Anderson is one. Mm-hmm. I would say... Hmm. Maybe I wouldn't say Wes Anderson because he's not as dark, but he has that same sort he's of just sort quirky. Of quirky. Yeah. But either way, I think I think you're I think you're right about a lot of that. And I just I do think it is that. It's this equal parts light, equal parts light, light and dark. You know, and it's like a constantly flipping coin. I mean one minute you're watching Peggy literally drive a knife into a guy, but you're somewhat laughing about it because of the manner in which she does it. And you're like, mm-hmm. deep down, though, that's, that's She nuts. does it in kind of a sweet mother-like way. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, just like, or like she's just checking the temperature on a roast, but we know that's not, I don't know. She Have you figured out she doesn't cook, really? I just thought of that right now. Well, she cooks hamburger helper. Well, and beans. <laughs> you know and she reheats stuff i'm not ma- yeah um not that she has to i'm just saying for oh i got myself into a hole right there with that comment whatever i apologize <laughs> <already>. <laughs> i just i'm making a comment about i'm not saying women what do you mean ma- are you cooks. are you saying that all women should be really good cooks no i'm not saying anything close to that i'm just pointing <laughs> out the fact that that you know we and because i i was talking wanted to talk about the food about that because we had a really long pause on the hamburger helper in the gas station yes and we know that I don't she, know what to she had mentioned that hamburger helper was she didn't mention it was her specialty but we know that she had cooked that earlier and mm-hmm. she had offered it to hank larson right yeah yep um oh i have to so, go back and just give a quick comment to the opening song uh bashi moana Again, because still super awesome opening the song and everything. So sorry, go back to your thing. You were talking about the hamburger helper. So yeah, we'll get uh, yeah we'll get a little bit into that tomorrow, uh, which will be pretty fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Special bonus episode. Boom. Um, but I just want to get back to the 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 title of the episode. Lop lop refers to um, this artist Max Ernst, mm-hmm. and he more German the- stuff. Yeah, he created this character, Lop Lop, sort of as an alter ego, which was portrayed through um, a series of prints and collages and paintings, and it was like this bird-like character. So we're yeah. assuming that this the title of the title of the episode is ref- in reference to the fact that all these characters are taking on alter egos. Now we have we can portray this a few different ways. Um, sure, we have Peggy taking on her alter ego through her life spring 
bullshit and, you know, actualizing and -hmm. becoming this character that's part of a relative truth. uh, Right. You know, a a truth that's not based on reality. Um, We have... Right. Ed Blumquist taking on the character of the Butcher of Laverne. He's he's so great in taking on this character because it's not like he's this big tough guy sort of actualizing himself into this Butcher of Laverne, but he's using it to his advantage. He's just like, yeah, this is me. I'm the Butcher of Laverne. Even though he's not really like this tough guy character, he's using it to his advantage. He's not really, he's not actually thinking he's this character, but he's taking it on. <laughs> Still, he's in currently a in a rented tuxedo, basically. <laughs> yes, that's you know a what great I mean. It's, it. yeah. it's not really, it's not really him, and eventually he's gonna have to return he's it. He's gonna have to return it tomorrow morning, <laughs> way earlier than he wants to, and pay the hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> something, something tells me he didn't take out the insurance on it. He's feeling I mean, that polyester on his thighs of, still. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so there's two sides to a, a whole bunch of, of things, but I think it's mostly about Peggy. Um, because I do think Kirsten Dunst had a fantastic episode this week. And I do think, yeah, it's the it's the different sides of her, the different sides of the life she's always wanted. But now I still I still keep thinking about when you talked about her treating Dodd like a baby and feeding him even. It was almost like a high chair scene to me. And I didn't It was. I didn't know well, like I didn't notice that until you said it. I mean, I agreed with it. I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But deep down I, I thought about it yesterday even. I was like, oh man, that was a pretty astute uh thing to notice. But but I just think it's like, it's, I mean, here's the deal. This is going to sound horrible, but she's that person who, if she had kids, she'd eventually crack and like load them into the car and drive into the river kind of lady. Oh yeah, totally. Like, I totally feel I, that. She, she scares the shit out of me. And I think because of that is still why Dodd says, you know, she's crazy. Keep her, you know, she's crazy. Keep her away from me. You know, and that's when, and then he's all like, oh, I kind of know she's nuts. Hey hun, you, you got to stop stabbing him. Um, but I do think that there's a, not a alter ego necessarily, but there's a a two-sided thing to Hansi in this episode. I mean, he's, he's actually Dodd without the drama. He's Mm. better at what he does. And yet he's in, in many ways, I realized that the two-sided thing was that he's, He's a Native American, and he's being kind of shit all over at this local bar with by these guys, and yet he fought side by side with these people, and they're disrespecting him still. And I think that that, you know, so it's, I'm this guy over here. When I'm fighting, I'm okay, but the minute I'm back here, I'm not okay. So it's still like this two-sided. I don't think it's an actual alter ego, but, and it's completely paralleled in his relationship with the Gerhard family and with Dodd, especially because he's doing all this stuff. He showed up, he got, he went all this way to get Dodd. And the minute he gets there, he calls him a mongrel and a, uh, how did you call him half blood or half breed? Half breed. Yep. Half breed. Yeah. I think that's just when he also, you know, the, it gets, things get loose and so much for kiss my grits. <laughs> I saw that written somewhere. So I didn't think of that. I just, Kind of bummed I never got to see him say it. Just for Simone. I miss you, Simone. I miss you, Simone. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> so I don't know. Sorry, we, we're we just taking... We're basically <laughs> going to just go on like tangents about stuff tonight is our actual plan because yep. I think... 
I think that's what this episode was about, was just about getting all these things lined up. We had an episode like this last season as well, where it's everything about it is great. I'm just, or we're too dense to see the deeper meaning. I we're pretty dense. Us. I'm I dense. wouldn't put that past us. <laughs> we did have some fun going back and looked at a few other things I noticed in the, um, when, could you figure this out just from a random standpoint? The guy's got a cash register, but he writes it all down in a little book. Yeah. I don't know. Is that like a trust thing for him? Maybe he's skimming. <laughs> but but if you notice when he does that, when he does that, the only thing on the map on the counter I noticed on the second watch was that Sioux Falls is also right smack dab showing in that counter. Yes. Yeah. So if you if you own the show, just take a take a look back and, and watch that scene again because it's really interesting. There's a lot of stuff going on in the background, um, and especially that Sioux Falls reference a lot I mean, of great time and time again the and we've seen a lot of great balls. props throughout the episode that are pretty natural for the environment the line and kugels the old dutch um so you ascertained that it was barbecues. the there was another there's a couple other varieties too um the hamburger helper did you, what was the, the you said you figured out what the game was or you thought you heard what the game was in the background uh yeah so station? in the background of that scene where Ed is talking to the convenience store clerk. There's obviously a game going on on the radio in the background. And it's very tough to hear, but we've been listening to it over and over and over again. And it's there's definitely a reference to North Dakota and definitely a reference to second period mm-hmm. where the announcer says, it's the second period and North Dakota, something, something, something. And it kind of goes into this inaudible uh, audio. But... Right. I assume that is a reference or that is a that is a recording to a Sioux hockey game. Uh specifically because they're talking about a period, so that must be hockey because hockey is at three periods. Um and yep. to reference North Dakota, there's no North Dakota State University hockey team. There's only University of North Dakota hockey team, which is the Fighting Sioux. Um well, so for was those, the Fighting Sioux. Well, was the fighting Sioux. So, for those that don't, for those that don't know, the the Sioux hockey program is a very successful hockey program, which is located in Grand Forks, North Dakota, which is about an hour north of Fargo, North Dakota, and it's a very successful hockey program. Uh, formerly in the WCHA, because I don't think the WCHA exists anymore. Um, I don't know if it does either. And pardon me if if I'm out of date on that because I haven't been around for a while, but. They've been a phenomenal hockey program, and they still are a phenomenal hockey program. Uh, and they're the Fighting Sioux, and they've been going through a battle with the NCAA for quite a few years now to eliminate that name, the Fighting Sioux, because the Lakota or the the Lakota tribe is is the modern name for the Sioux tribe, and mm-hmm. there's sort of been a battle between that name and a lot of Indian or Native American names in sports. So they just recently changed the name of that team within like the last couple days to the Fighting Hawks. Which, you know, whatever. (laughs) I don't care. And this concludes another episode of Fun Facts with Sharpie. (laughs) Well, I'm just uh I'm just saying, hey, we're 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 giving our perspective from the area. I know, I'm just giving you a hard time. Um I love the hockey. I love the hockey program. I've been 
watching them for my entire life. Everybody in North Dakota is proud of the Sioux Hockey program. Um, they've been successful for a long time, and now they are the Fighting Hawks, and I'm so glad that they finally come to a name, and I think everybody should just accept it. Deal with it. <laughs> Deal with it. We'll it's not going on. anywhere. It's not going anywhere. Hey, I want to give a couple quick um, shout-outs to some people that I know have um, sent in some email. Um, I do also, thinking again, we had talked about, we were, we were were I was thinking again, too, about Hansi in the hotel room with Constance, and I'm she's he's not leaving anyone behind. You don't think so? Yeah, she's no, she's dead. You think? I think Constance it's just dead. yeah, one more. And I think here's why I think so because I was going back and I was reading some email we got and we got uh, we we've brought up Gretchen before, so thanks again, Gretchen, for the stuff. But she she was saying you know oh, uh, the Simone was dead, and that I was like, well, we didn't see it. But thinking back, I I think I was the one who said. They don't show us things we don't have to see. You know what I mean? Right. They don't have to show us everything. Like, here's me putting the key in the ignition. Here's me <laughs> turning the ignition. We never see Joe Bulo killed. Yeah, that's you know? correct. Um, we, uh, and so we didn't see Simone get killed. So I don't think we, we have didn't to see, see Otto get killed. Oh, yeah, true. We don't have to see, um, I don't think we have to see Constance get, get killed. But I, We'd I'm, like I'm to see to, Ricky G get killed. I'm thinking she's, <laughs> I'm thinking she's dead. And I'm curious to find out if she is or isn't because we're going to get to Sioux Falls, and that's where she is, and we're Peggy gonna hasn't get there. seen her. So we'll see. I'm going to go with she's dead. Um, and we also got a good, a nice email from uh, Chad, uh, who actually a uh, listener in Fargo here, who chimed in on Hansi's haircut. He's he's mostly thinking, sorry if I'm paraphrasing you here, Chad, but he just thinks he's just trying to avoid getting seen because people have seen him now. You know, hey, long-haired Native American gentleman. Mm-hmm. That he thinks it's just it was just a part of a. No, I need to get a haircut, and he's telling the story about that just to keep Ed and Peggy um, kind of calm. Good theory. It could work. Yeah, it's a good theory. I think I, it could be all of it. I'm looking you forward know? to getting to Sioux Falls. I think we all are. I think we're gonna have to. And do you know two why? Left. Um, I don't tell I, me why. I want some of that chislick. <laughs> You're really gonna bring up chislick? <laughs> I went home for Thanksgiving, uh, as many of you may have learned, a hot dish. <laughs> and there are a few places in Fargo, and a few places outside of Fargo where you can get a dish called chislick. Wait, there's a place in Fargo you can get chislick? Yes, the old Broadway. Uh, no way. Yeah. I think okay. that's I think that's actually the only place in Fargo. I've ne- I've seen it like a, on like a menu like as a oh it's a special thing, but mm, yeah, probably not. No, but I actually had Chislick um outside of Fargo about an hour outside of Fargo at our lake cabin in Minnesota. But Chislick is a dish that originated from Sioux Falls, I believe. I believe Sioux Falls is the origination ori- origin Okay, hold on. <laughs> Typing Chislick, which is C H I S L I C. That's correct. Chislick. Okay, here you go. Wikipedia. So, what friend. it is, it's sort of like. Uh, oh, yep. Commonly localized to the state of South Dakota. There you go. A serving of beef, Chislick, at a restaurant in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. If, if, for those that don't know, Chislick is slowly spreading 
across the United States. And by I mean slowly, I mean at a snail's fucking pace, man. <laughs> I mean, it's been like 50 years and it's made it to Rapid City, maybe. Yeah. But it what it is is it's like these like little beef tips, okay? Like little chunks of beef. And traditionally, you take these little tiny little beef tips and you deep fry them in like a... like Because America. Yeah, because America. And then they're served in like a paper boat. It's like a bar food. Yeah, and but I so, mean, just like when people ask me what it is, I usually just tell them we, we basically stole like souvlaki, didn't put it on a skewer, and we just deep fried it. Yeah, it's just like... It's marinated, right? Just like a good. It can be. It doesn't have to be, but it comes out medium rare. Yet it's deep fried, and it and usually each little tip has like a little toothpick in it, and you dip it in like a blue cheese sauce or something like that. It's a bar food. It's a shitty food, but it's a comfort food. So if you're in, if you are in the area of South Dakota, (laughs) get yourself some chislick. I I have no idea how to get this show on the rails right now. <laughs> well, I'm don't. just uh Hey, we we fully admitted coming in that we we just think all the things all the pieces are lining up. So we're just talking and we're giving all It's all has to do with so, Chislick is what I'm saying. Yeah, and you know, we're we're just we're building up our strength. We're actually recording. So I mean, <laughs> if you're listening to this, this is not the last episode you're going to get from us this week. There will be another episode this week, too. With uh, Maggie Phillips, the music supervisor, we uh, we have a scheduled time tomorrow. I don't know if I'll get it out that night. Are you already you know, making excuses for this episode? A little bit. I feel like I might be. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me check the bottom of this glass. Yeah, that does taste like. I think Jameson. people need to know about Chislick. I think. I think. I just the fact. That, I don't know why you brought it up. How did you get there? Because I just had it like two days ago. And it was oh, awesome. Where did you have it? I had it at a restaurant called Spanky's in Minnesota. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me you had it in Rapid City, South Dakota on your way home because I'm going to be in Rapid City because I'd go get no, some chislick. I think you could maybe find it. There's an excellent little dive bar in Sioux Falls that has awesome chislick. I don't recall the name, though. Well, I'd like to correct myself from last week's episode as well. Okay. I thought I had a Is wood chipper sighting. redemption? Wood chipper sighting? Not so much. It just was the... Uh, the uh, tractor, like the lawn tractor. Oh, um, this is not like the beer sighting. This is the actual nope. wood chipper. Wood chipper. I thought but I sighted the wood see. chipper when Hansi was driving out to the lake or to the cabin, and it was just the uh, front end you would put on a lawn tractor to blow snow. Classic Lampy. <sighs> just being honest. Hey, let's use this. Um, let's use this time real quick here to uh, thank Fargo Brewing. Okay. Fargo Brewing, episode eight. We've been saying the same thing over and over. I don't know how to say anything else, except that we do really, really like their beer. We do drink it. We are uh, friends with the guys. And I think you need to go to FargoBrewing.com and check it out. Plus, you can see, oh, hey, the Facebook page, they've got their Oktoberfest cans on the front page right now, which are beautiful. And if you like the way they look, you can uh, give Sharpie a shout out because he designed those. But um, here's the deal. There's an event coming up uh, at the Code of Prairie Lodge. They have a beer dinner going on on January 7th at 12 
a.m. Apparently it says 12 a.m. Somebody <laughs> needs to fix that on the website. Let's tell one of the guys. But no, they put on all sorts of really great things at the Coteau de Plain. I'm, I don't know I'm saying it wrong. De Pr- whatever. It's in Havana, North Dakota, which is a funny name. But you should go go to their site and check it out. I mean, Fargo Brewing wins a medal at the Great American Beer Festival. You can find out their entire story about how they came together, two different groups of guys that were planning on microbrewing and craft brewing, got together, and now there's four of them, and they just said, hey, let's all just pair up. But they're fantastic. We really do enjoy their beer, and Woodchipper couldn't be a better beer for a Fargo podcast. So please visit FargoBrewing.com. End of ad. And now I will drink not Fargo Brewing beer. (laughs) Sorry, guys. What else do you want to talk about? Well, we learned a little (laughs) bit more about Peggy and her life spring experience. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit on the hot dish where she's really getting into this actualization mode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where she's Except like, she can't seem to actually pay she's, attention. I mean, she's always had this she's always had this lack of a grasp on reality and now it's more than ever. And I feel like we say that every episode. Mm-hmm. But as we said in the hot dish, we we're we're learning a little bit more about this life spring bullshit where she's You really don't <laughs> like life spring, do you? Well, it's creepy as hell the more you read about it. There's a lot of creepy stuff about things like that. Yeah, I mean, it is a it is the business of religion and whatnot. All right. Because that's essentially what it is. It's a religion. Well, you okay? I mean, right? Am I not right? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to... So, I want to just see where you take this. <laughs> <laughs> what we learn is that in Life Spring, you are trying to get to your core. And to get to your core, you have to break yourself down. And this is what they do in these Life Spring conferences. And you pay money to get your, your basically your personality, your, your whole self broken down to this raw state where they can then take advantage of you. Because when you go to something like this. It's much like Scientology, like we said in the hot dish, where you tell somebody basically everything you could ever imagine about yourself. And you admit everything wrong you've ever did. You 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 admit everything you ever you ever feel wrong about. You admit everything. You just break your you, you admit everything. You you just spill your guts. Uh-huh. So that this is all on record now for somebody that can potentially take advantage of you for. And that's what they use it for. They use it for like bribery and shit like that. So, but you do this to essentially get to what they call your core. And once you get to your core, you can actual, you can start actualizing your, like what you're truly meant to be. And so that's what we see Peggy doing. We see her, we see her believing that she's like, her life is now she's she's becoming actualized she's becoming what they meant to truly be this is what her and ed meant to be do like this is what they've have meant to be doing we're meant to be doing the entire time like on this adventure on this adventure together you know what i mean yeah 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 where they're not trapped in their home where ed says 
that's we weren't trapped. That was our home. Like, why were you? He why was, are you talking about being trapped? He was like, "Hey, simmer down there." That's not what I thought. Yeah. So we learn a little bit about that. And we move into um, this letter on her fridge from Constance about can't wait to see you at Life Spring, right? Yes. And that's where we learn her last name. Yeah, Mrs. Heck or Ms. Heck. Ms. Heck. I. I have to, I caught that, did you notice that she has the same postcard, the California postcard yes. on the fridge as she does uh, by the phone? Yep. Yeah. Can't tell if that's on purpose or what I was trying to figure, oh, okay. Did you, so did you read the, the life spring thing on the fridge? Yes. Have you, have been, you been feeling, feeling of, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're both doing it. Have you been feeling out of sorts? Are you not feeling like yourself? Always searching for something else. In a single weekend, you will be, what, transformed into a being that is fully aware, enabling you and something, your own me, bringing about an awareness, something, something, personal control of your flex patterns. Is that what it says? I think so. And satisfied, something, a satisfied and better you. And then the other brochure says, 30 hours, one weekend, fully actualize your me, become a better you. Be it, be it. Mm. Just thirty hours, no big deal. <laughs> Only in a weekend. In a weekend, like what are they? That's thirty hours. I mean, that means you're like doing that shit for like twelve hours a day. Yep. Whew. And in the meantime, practicing your scissoring. Exactly. I mean, like Tunk. you know, for the barbershop or the yeah, we lawn. just geeked. We just geeked bad. We just read them the refrigerator, which is one small thing, but still fun. Still fun to see all that stuff. It's the details that matter. What else, Sharpie? I think Tell me we... other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Did you hey? Did you ever get to the bottom of your um the the, the over the bar like the the kind of yeah? Glyph? So the, I spent, you know what I realized they yeah. were what? Oh, are you gonna are you gonna tell me you figured this out? Yeah, I just figured it out. Oh, God damn it. I spent like three hours on this shit. Well, at least, well, let me tell you what I think it is. Okay. They're for branding horses and cattle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, so I'm not going to lie. I've got, I just pulled it up in front of me, and the minute you, I was going to ask you about it, I decided to scroll to it, and the minute I saw it, I was like, oh, that's like ranch stuff. Yeah, that's definitely ranch stuff. So I... <laughs> Sorry, Sharpie. So uh, what I was doing was... uh. I was looking up quite a few Native American languages and trying to find the similar <laughs> symbols. And I, Did you what, look that up before you actually just paused the show? I paused the show and I looked at all the all the symbols and then I researched many Native American languages. And I also had the other episode with uh, Hank's hieroglyphics or whatever you want okay. to call them. Okay, yeah. Up and tried to find similarities there. And I... Researched many Native American languages and I went through every goddamn symbol. I couldn't find any. I couldn't find any that matched. So then what I did was I drew out each symbol that was above the bar and I took a picture of it and then I did a reverse Google image search to see if reverse Google image search would pull up a similar symbol. (laughs) You are kind of a freak. 
Yes. And it was to no avail. I found <laughs> nothing. <you're, laughs> I like you. I'm saying that. I'm like, you're a fucking weirdo. You should see this collection of awesome symbols I have, though, now. Your, your <laughs> office must look like Hank's. It does. It does. Oh, God. I am an idiot. Well, I yeah, tried. Well, well, I guess that makes me wish you had just said, hey, Bill, did you look at that yet? And I would have said, no, let me look real quick. And then I would have been like, oh, yeah, that's for branding cap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could have saved you so much time. I think I wanted it to be something that it wasn't more so than I, I wasn't oh. taking like an, a, a, an objective look at it. Holy shit. I was taking Sharpie. a subjective look at it. So while we're talking, I'm still, I, you know, I'm just talking. I'm just scrolling through the show. I love looking at the yeah, background. Yeah, you can put, you can pull your pants back up. <laughs> I'm at thirty-one thirty. We missed so many things. We haven't missed. He's walking shit. up to, the, he's walking up to the counter uh, at the at the the general store gas station. He's got his his goods smack dab between the two of them on one of the shelves at the top. There's a whole bunch of rope tied in little noosey knots, and then four shelves below it are a bunch of hatchets. Which is exactly what Peg used to get him down. <laughs> thirty-one thirty. Go to thirty-one thirty if you guys own this. And we also, at one point, when he was in the, she was in the bathroom. She, you know, that the, and she closed the door at the cabin. There was the big, there was like a noosey thing hanging on the door handle too. Oh yeah, look at that. Love those details. What a great show. What Dear the- Fargo people, I love you. Yeah, and it's like, does that have to be it's there? Literally a no. shelf of nooses and hatchets. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't know what the other stuff is. Doesn't matter. It's yeah. nooses and hatchets. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Fun. Just turns out that I just happened to stop there. Anyway, we are really just all over the map. I I, I think. This yeah. So if you if you go ahead just like a teensy bit to when she goes to call Constance from the from the toilet, um, or I'm sorry, the WC, um, when she shuts the door, look, there's a like a noose. There's the rope thing is on the the handle, a smaller rope. So we know it's coming. We just all missed it. Whatever. Um. I. Oh God! It's just this episode is so. It's shot so beautifully. It's the set is dressed so well. The color grading is awesome. The split screen stuff with everybody on the phone with Ed in the middle in mm-hmm. this really cool blue light and mm-hmm. uh Peggy and um her her future lover on the, on the other side in there in that yellow light. It's just everything about it's great. I just I think sometimes people should go back and watch a few of these episodes with I, I think just like the, split the sound screen, off the split screen the initial split screen between Peggy and Ed while they're driving the car is beautiful. I just realized they did that focus thing twice I think. There's one where Peggy's in the bathroom and Dodd's quite in focus compared to what he should be. Yeah, that's, that's the one I was talking about. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I was thinking about your example. Was the one thing? Yeah. Here's my favorite. They my did favorite do it. Twi- it did show up twice, uh, but there was cuts in between. My favorite thing was is that you know you know that she's zoned out into this TV show, right? Mm-hmm. You know she's zoned out. That camera 
that was my my um the shining when she's smoking the cigarette and she never ashes and it just drives people crazy that she doesn't ash if you've ever been a smoker you know what i'm talking about that scene mm-hmm. from the shining mm-hmm. that camera was moving so flipping slow around peggy to reveal you knew ed was gone ed you knew dodd was gone but you just couldn't get to it because that camera moved way slower yeah, it's driving you crazy to. it's that's great though that's the thing i love about that that's that storytelling like, that's yeah we're that's like controlling we're just gonna, the audience we're just gonna egg you on yep we're just gonna yeah just wait for it you know it's the hold steady but yeah um two other things to Do you talk think about when she's like first when she's before that when she's before she gets that tv tuned in there's mm-hmm. a little shot of a beetle on this on the television do you, do you recall that yeah. and it's sort of going in and out do you think that has to do with anything mm. because everything in this show seems to be intentional and i have a feeling that that means something but i just I don't know what it is. There's a yeah. there's a beetle on the screen as the static comes in and out, and she's trying to adjust the bunny ears. And Dodd's looking over there, and I don't know if that has to. I don't I don't know what that means, but I feel that it does represent something. Yeah, because just because everything seemed intentional, they could have put anything on that screen, and they put a beetle. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. I'm glad you noticed that. You should uh, you should sketch it out and then draw it and then put it into reverse Google image search. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I'm what still, I'll do. Yeah. I haven't had time. I'm going to pause eventually on the, uh, the the Clay County Post paper though, where we see the manhunts underway for Hansi. Um, did you notice, though, I was, we've been talking about what season it is. It's definitely March. Yeah, and 46 and 22, 28 was the temperature. And that the satellite is recording Antarctica. A little comment on global warming. Mm-hmm. I'll have to go back and a look couple, at the word a find. Couple, a couple comments on global warming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was interesting uh, because uh, prior to this year, um, in the early 70s, the very talk was about global cooling. Oh. Which is somewhat interesting. I don't know if anybody remembers that. I obviously wasn't alive because I'm young and awesome. You were probably like in your 20s. Well, I was like 80. Yeah, you were 20 or 80 or something like that. Uh-huh, one of um, those. So you must remember in the early 70s, they were talking, there was a big talk about global cooling. Okay, I was not alive in the early 70s. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> but that is true. Yeah. So that's interesting. And, and and how the that's becoming more relevant today, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. especially with the store clerk mentioning briefly how uh, what was he talking about? His wife is heating up the earth with her, with her hairspray or something like yep, that. Yep, spraying with all her aerosols and her yeah. Aquanet. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm going to use this moment to take our last sponsor break before we kind of give our final chat about this so okay. you guys are, are not super deep episode so if you're mad about that sorry but um this year we have an affiliation with audible.com so if you want to help us out um 
They don't give us any dough. Only if people sign up for the trial do we make a few bucks, which isn't much. Um, but we also do like recommending it because I am a paid subscriber. I don't know about you, Sharpie, but I, I have an Audible yes, subscription sir. myself. I've had it prior to us signing up for this. But if you go to audibletrial.com slash Fargo Talks Fargo and sign up for an Audible trial, you get a free 30-day trial. And with that, you get a credit. And with that credit, you can get a book. We've been recommending books all season long. And generally, we've been recommending like really long books you know so for your one credit you can get like 18 20 hour books which are fantastic and you're already listening to podcasts so it's very obvious you're into this kind of thing so i I highly recommend you just go and check it out and see what it's all about um it's it's the best way to do it and if you're already a kindle reader they use whisper sync between the two so when wherever you leave off reading you can pick up in your car or on your run or riding your bike if you live somewhere that isn't cold as shit like fargo and you can it'll just start reading the story to you and it's read beautifully by great great people and uh sharpie this week is your recommendation what would you like to do yes i can give my recommendation um this week actually um this weekend are you actualizing this week i actualized this book um i actually read it over the holiday um something i'm meaning to get to and it's based off of a book that most people have probably read or listened to uh which is dale carnegie's how to win friends and influence people now this is an old 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 book Mm -hmm. that is a classic and most people kind of know the gist of but what i uh something i've been meaning to get to was the updated version which is how to win friends and influence people in the digital age um, and for those that aren't familiar with either either of these books, I mean, it's a short, short listen, seven hours. Um, it basically just teaches you how to be a better person, essentially, uh, and and how to like communicate more effectively, how to um, win friends and influence people. I guess uh, yeah. it it basically just teaches you how to be more positive. And not be such a negative nego. Well, and there you go. <laughs> that's it. Okay. That's all I got. Hey, Listen uh, to it. Uh, then do that. So go to audibletrial.com slash Fargo Talks Fargo and sign up for a three, a three, a free 30 day trial. Um, Here's what I'm excited for next week. Okay. I'm excited for more Mike Milligan. Okay. Really, really excited to hear what Hank says about a dead dot on the floor in front of him with with Peggy and Ed standing over him. He's you know between uh, this is a deal and um, you know all the smart ass remarks Hank's been making all season. Yeah, what will his first line be? Yes, that so, will be really interesting. I'm, I'm I'm really excited for that. I'm excited. Let's throw to get out some back. predictions. If you have a prediction for what Hank Larson's first line will be yeah, what, when he knows a dead hashtag, dog. Hashtag Hank says. <laughs> hashtag Hank says. Yeah. Um I think that uh I, I'm I have a couple concerns. I'm okay. worried I'm worried that the the hug between for the most part, without outside of like maybe like finishing up in season episode ten, um I'm really worried we're done with any deep long scenes with Carl Weathers. Yeah, probably. So, 
I think his long goodbye with Betsy was his long goodbye on the show. Yep, I think you're right. So hats off to you, Carl Weathers. I thought you were awesome. Um, We already know there's a whole bunch of dead people, but I think there's a whole lot of toughness that's going to be coming from Gene Smart as Floyd. I think Hansi's going to go down pretty, you know, some has to go down in some sort of blazing way because Dodd didn't. I don't, I don't think Hansi's going to go down. You don't? Oh, I think most of them are going to be dead. No, Hansi's not going down. Hansi's going to survive. I think Hank's going to die, unfortunately. Hank's going to die, unfortunately. So what, what are I, you looking... I think Hank's going to die specifically because of the emotion in the future Lou Salverson regarding Sioux Falls. Mm. Lou Salverson's uh, recollection of Sioux Falls in season one, you know that it was disastrous to him. Mm-hmm. And I think it it I mean, it's enough to drive him to be a cook at a diner. Yeah, probably a main part of that was yeah losing his father in law, whom which he respected quite a bit. So I don't think Hank's gonna make it. I do think Hansy's gonna make it. Mm-hmm. I do think Bear's gonna make it. Um, well, we know Charlie probably makes it. He's safe behind bars. Oh, I know who's coming in. I I guarantee you we got to have, um, what's his name? Hamish. The, 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 his name is escaping me. So sorry. The actor who plays him, who's got the shaved head, the guy running the Kansas city show. I mean, the undertaker's dead. He's going to show up. I think, don't you think, do you think the guy has to show up to clean up a mess? Hmm. No, maybe not. Maybe it's going to stay open as season two, Kansas City. Fargo, season two. I want to, or season three. Here's the deal. I want season three. We'll have those predictions later. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you can make them now as much as you want. No, I'm going to save that. I'm going to just, I'm going to let, put that in the crock pot and let it simmer. Okay. So, I don't know. I think uh, that's, I think that's what we've got coming next week. I think. I think we're going to have two pretty serious... Do you think we're going to be in Sioux Falls by next week, or do you think that'll be episode 10? I don't know, because we had kind of a halvesy overlappy. You know, we spent about... Halvesy overlappy? Halvesy overlappy. That's what it's called when you go back in time a little bit to figure out what happened with somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, that's what Wikipedia says. Yeah, under halvesy overlappy. That's a hyphenated word. Have Z with an S, not a Z. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, I know I'm excited. I'm excited to get to the end of this, but I'm not because then, then it's Fargo's over. Then it's over. And then we're just podcasting about what we did this week. Yeah, well, usually our conversations are incredibly empty and drunken. Mostly just you and I crying on the phone to each other about how much we miss each other. Maybe we should just continue the podcast and see what happens. Just Fargo talks Fargo. So when when the yeah. show is not on, we just talk about stuff. We just talk about stuff. How was your week? You mean We've that's done not it what before. we're doing I tonight, mean, <laughs> <laughs> folks? Typically, we, we've we, recorded we, we, we recorded for multiple hours past what we've actually aired before. What do so, you mean? Like we've recorded the the Fargo Talks Fargo and then just like stopped and kept recording for hours. 
Yeah. That would be the podcast. Yeah. It'd be incredibly boring. And I'll it stop would. Talking. They'd hate it. So They'd hate it. let's just hope that this week was just fun to listen. And I mean, <laughs> we, we talked about this before the show started. I'm still, I feel like I, I don't, ha- I shouldn't be apologizing for it. We, we talked about this. This was actually the plan coming into this. We didn't just show mm-hmm. up and click record. We're, this is what we planned on. Um, because sometimes, too, I still have that thing where I have a lot of people, and feel free to chime in on this, too. So you can follow us at Fargo Talks Fargo on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Fargo Talks Fargo, or you can follow Sharpie on Twitter at at C-H-A-R-P-I-E, or me at L-E-M as in Mary, P as in Paul, E. Um, now that I just gave those out, I forgot. Oh, I have some people who tune in, and they friends people who know us that are interested in the show and they're just like oh i can't think that deep about a show and i said you don't have to i said sometimes it's just fun to listen to parts of it you know um hey so by the way shout out to anyone who's listening in rochester minnesota i know there's a few of you because my friend works with some of you and he swears he hears my voice echoing through a warehouse or something sometimes so whoop whoop rochester love that town whoop, whoop. um whoop, whoop, beep bop boop uh but yeah i mean sometimes it's just fun to watch yeah, and I, I think totally. this show. I think Touch this show. I think this show, whether you go deep or shallow, is a fantastic show. It's I, I I've had a few skeptics. Uh, my my buddy Linz, he he wasn't. I don't know. I think he was. I mean, sorry, Lindsay, but I th- I feel like he was stuck on Lauren Malvo a lot, and upon some rewatching, he admitted over the weekend that he really is kind of seeing that this season is really good. I think this season has been better and stronger. Like. From episode one. I do think, I think this season's better than last season. Yeah. Doesn't mean that then, so in an, in an age that of the internet. That doesn't mean last season wasn't good. There you go. That's exactly in, what I was going to say. In, in, in the age of the internet, if you tell somebody something's better than something, that means you think the other thing sucks. And I'm like, you know what? I like cheeseburgers and chicken fingers. They're both good. I would just I thought last season was incredible. Um, I think last so too. episode though, I mean, hats off yeah, this to one's the, the bomb whole production team, the directors, the cinematographers, the set designers, prop masters, musicians. I'd, uh, I'd venture to say this episode oh uh, relied very heavily on uh, Jeff Russo's very gentle touch, but masterful. Mm. Outside of uh, the opening song, right? I think so. Yep. Outside of Bashi Moana, I think that was. I don't the only think we. The rest, no man. Song. He had that. He had that drum corp again this mm-hmm. week. Yes, he did. Just that solid driving thing, which tight as shit, man. It was awesome. So, I don't. Well, know, I have I think an announcement that, to make. Oh, goo, goo. Um, we have, and I mentioned this briefly on the hot dish, but if you are in the Denver area. There is uh-huh. a restaurant in the Highlands Ranch area that is wishing to do a finale party, a finale viewing party, that is. Um, and we'll get you more details as they come about, but the restaurant is Bezo Tapas and Wine Bar in Highlands Ranch in Littleton, Colorado, which is just south of Denver. They are going to do an event to view the final episode of Fargo. They're looking for about 30 to 40 people to join them. They're going to do a full Coen Brothers-themed menu. We're talking like beef stroganoff and... 
Chislik? Chicken. <laughs> no, Swedish meatballs <laughs> or buffalo stroganoff, actually. Buffalo stroganoff, oh. Swedish meatballs. They're going to do some white Russians or some, um, what do you call them? Caucasians. I, I, oh, white Russians. Yep. Um, we, uh, yeah, so they're looking to have a, a finale viewing party at Bezos Tapas Bar in the Denver area. So if you are around on the finale episode, check that out. I think I'm going to go down there and bring down some Fargo Brewing Company swag with me. So, so we'll get you more that, details of so that. that would be out. This is going to be the 14th, right? I believe so. Right? 10 episodes. Also, hey, the other Better thing that be, makes this I'm season great, Minnesota you know what else? <laughs> you know what makes this season great? FX. Just saying, hey, what what length do you feel like making your show this week? The last episode was right. like a nine, nine, like ninety minutes of like broadcast TV. I know. It's a it's amazing that they awesome. just don't they just don't give a fuck. They're just yeah, like, but we're I just love the fact that now, we're gonna end it whenever we... it's over. Before we call it here, so just in sheer, why doesn't iTunes tell you that? Sorry, waiting for Dutch is fifty-seven minutes compared to this week. Was oh, and of course I'm getting the pinwheel of death right now. Thanks, computer. Okay, screw it. Dumb facts doesn't matter. But anyway, I just that's what I love. Oh, here, Lop Lop is Lop Lop is uh weighs in at they're, they're an hour all- three. Yeah, they're usually all about an hour. Yeah. I just like that it's they can do it. With commercials the takes you want. to about an hour and twenty five minutes. Yeah. But Such uh, as yeah, I assume a- that last episode will be the fourteenth. So Yeah. So we'll get you more I, details as they I come through. There's something I didn't bring up to you uh that I need to bring up. Um but we got an e- an interesting email as well today about something that I think we we might be able to be giving away to some of our listeners uh, in the, uh, the the upper of 48. I'll talk to you about it after the show. Don't let me forget. Okay. Um, that's the other thing, yeah, is that so please, please keep your comments coming. We really, really do enjoy your emails. So thanks again so far this season to Chad, Ruben, Gretchen, uh, uh, James, Daryl, I'm scrolling through the list really fast. Mackenzie, um, yeah, there's been plenty. We've we've had a lot more email this year than we have in past, um, and I think it's fantastic. So podcast at FargoTalksFargo.com if you want to drop us a line. Um, but the other way, if you want to do it directly, is just hit us up on social. We've been loving the comments we've been getting there too. Um, oh, that reminds me. Before I go, uh, so, so Sharpie, outside of you guys need to go check out Chislick. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bob George. The, we didn't talk a lot about it, but the the pee scene is pretty awesome. As, oh, as childish yeah. as Sharpie and I are, I can't believe we didn't talk about the fact that Ed needed a towel to touch the guy's dick. <laughs> man, I needed and a towel for, to touch I, that guy's dick. And I was sitting there thinking, my only thought with that was, oh, man, that'd be really hard to do while you're sitting with all that rope. I was like, you'd have to put your you know your business at like a right... Right angle, <laughs> just to get it pointed into that teapot or whatever it was they were going into. Sharpie's shaking his head right now for you guys <laughs> that don't know that. He's like, stop, Bill. Don't. 
Either way, Bob thought that pissing scene was one for the ages. Hashtag <laughs> Fargo FX. I'd be, be so anyway, straight up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it'd just be like right in your face. Straight out of like, <laughs> straight out of like uh, the Irene. What was that? Me and myself and Irene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Here's what I wanted to talk about. Jack. Oh, that Bulkley. reminded you? Jack Bulk. <laughs> nope. I was just, I just opened Twitter real quick because I knew I was forgetting something. Jack Bulkley made an incredible point that I think is awesome. We've been talking about Simone's references to pop culture and Jack says Simone's pop culture references are in contrast to Mike Milligan's highbrow references. Ah, it's fucking perfect. It is. It really, truly is. They're the odd couple. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. So thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that comment. So I think on that, we're going to wrap it. Okay. All right. Until uh, next week. uh, Yeah. We'll we'll be recording a show tomorrow. So, Oh, yeah, that's right. So until a couple more days and I'll get another one. I'll get it edited and back out. So thanks for tuning in, folks. Sharpie, till next time. Till next time. Beep, boop, boop.